in the early church, there was a, a lot of what we call Christological controversies over the person of Jesus. And the big question was, who is Jesus? And the, and, but, but the problem was in the church is that you had these heresies that kind of spawned up. So the, the first one was Arianism, which basically denied the divinity of Jesus, which basically said Jesus was a superman. He was a superman, he had superhuman powers, but he, he did not have divine powers. And so that was condemned at the Council of Nicaea, saying, no, Jesus is, he is divine. He is divine, he is God. But then how do you reconcile his divinity and his humanity? Because it, it wasn't fully explained. People knew Jesus was divine and human. And so a, uh, a bishop of Constantinople, Nestorius, came forth with kind of a conclusion, but he entered into a heresy where he said, well, Jesus, his divinity and his humanity, he's actually two persons. He's a divine person and he's a human person. See that? And well, there's not two persons in Jesus. It, it's, not like, it's not like Jesus has what's called DID, disassociative disorder. He has split personality. And he's kind of this, this, you know, you see this divine Jesus come out and then you see this human Jesus come out. You know, as, as you would with someone who has multiple personality disorder or split personality disorder. Like you see one personality and then you see another personality. That it's not Jesus, but they, yet that's kind of like what Nestoria said, that you see this divine Jesus come out in the gospel, and then you see this human Jesus come out, as if Jesus had this split personality. And so the church had to meet in a council to handle Nestorius, and it was the Council of Ephesus in 431, when, and the, the fathers of the church declared that, no, there is no two Jesuses. So whenever you hear that there's two Jesuses, know that you're dealing with a heresy. Because you'll even hear today the Jesus of faith and the Jesus of history. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Jesus of faith and Jesus of, as if there's two Jesuses. As if there's a, a different, you know, a Jesus of faith and a Jesus of history, and they're two different people. That's Nestorianism. It's a heresy. It's a heresy. We need to declare what it is. It's a heresy. And yet, this is still, it's being taught. So no, there's one Jesus. There's one Jesus. In the hypostatic union, he's human and divine. And so what the fathers declared is, they declared that the person of Jesus is a divine person. And then in Chalcedon, they declared who has two natures, a divine nature and a human nature. But he's one divine person. He's not split. He's not split between his humanity and his divinity. And this was important to, to define this, both in Ephesus and Chalcedon, as far as the, the divinity and the humanity of Jesus, and that Jesus is fully divine, and he's fully human, because there were heresies that were saying, well, maybe Jesus is only half divine or half human. Or maybe he's putting on a mask sometimes. 
And like hypocrites, they put on a mask and they show you a mask. And it's not real, it's, it's kind of the appearance of Jesus. But no, he's fully divine, fully human. This is the teaching of the church. And so in, even in both Eucharistic miracles, modern Eucharistic miracles today, that they, they've even tried to find the DNA that comes from the blood on the host. And it's amazing, they cannot find any DNA. They, they cannot extract the DNA. Why? Because Jesus only has 23 chromosomes from his mother, his mother Mary, gave him 23 chromosomes. The other chromosomes are not human. It's divine. It's the Holy Spirit. So he has this divinity and his humanity. So even modern science today even says about this divinity and humanity of Jesus. And so if Jesus is divine, is a divine person, meaning he is God, and Mary is his mother, then what does that make Mary? The mother of God. See, the mother of the divine person of Jesus. And so therefore, the fathers of the church and seal of Alexandria, Alexandria was one of the main proponents of this, that if Jesus is God, then Mary is the mother of God. And they, would, and they also use scripture. When Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and the child leaped in Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist, and when the child leaped in her womb, Elizabeth spoke inspired by the Holy Spirit. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's what it says. So it means she's filled with the Holy Spirit. So, so the Holy Spirit is giving her these words. Because remember, Elizabeth did not know Mary was pregnant. You know, it, it wasn't like she went on her Twitter account or Facebook. They didn't have that back in those days. She had no idea. And Mary wouldn't have shown that she was pregnant because she was in the early stages of her pregnancy. And so Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit when the child leaped in her womb. And she said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how can this be that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The mother of my Lord, Adonai, mother of my Adonai in Hebrew, God, the mother of God should come to me. And I was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that's where we get it in Scripture. It's, it's in the Scripture. It's in the Bible. And so God loved Mary so much that Mary is the only woman in the world that we could ever call the mother of God. And it was as if God lowered himself so much that God, from all eternity, wanted a mother. Think about that. There's nothing lacking in God. God has fatherhood and motherhood within him itself. But in a sense, God wanted to lower himself to have a mother, to have a human mother, but whom we call the mother of God. It's a great mystery. It's a really great mystery to meditate in the joyful mysteries. 
That's why I say spend the next 100 years meditating on this mystery and you won't even fathom it. That's why you have to keep praying. You have to keep meditating like Mary did, where it says Mary meditated on these things in her heart. The, the, the Greek word called symboloso, where she meditated. She kept meditating on these great mysteries that were happening in her life, that were happening in the life of her son Jesus. And she kept meditating on these mysteries. And that's what the rosary is. We're imitating Mary, meditating on these great mysteries. Because it's a great mystery. Mary is the mother of God. Wow. And that's why after that point, the church started building these great churches, both in the East and the West, in honor of Mary, the mother of God. Icons started spurring up. And, and that's where, where we really, where the re- church really took off on this, what, what we call Marian spirituality. Marian spirituality. So we're Marians of the Immaculate Conception here, promoting the message of divine mercy here at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. But we Marians were dedicated to Mary. Why would we be dedicated to Mary? Because Jesus was. Why would we honor Mary? Because Jesus honored Mary as his mother. If Jesus honored Mary as his mother, do we not imitate Jesus? Do we, do we then not follow Jesus and honor Mary as our mother? If Jesus was formed for 30 years by the Blessed Virgin Mary, will we not put ourselves under her care and be formed by her also? So that she could form us to being images of her son, Jesus Christ, and put ourselves under her care and put ourselves under her watch and under her prayers to help us? That is what Marian spirituality is all about. It's about following Jesus, but through Mary. And as St. Louis de Montfort says, he says it kind of like it's the shortcut. It's the shortest, easiest way to get to know Jesus, to get to follow Jesus, to imitate the virtues of Jesus. So it's really a Jesus-centered spirituality but it's through the Blessed Virgin Mary that we go th- through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that's where Jesus gave us all these precepts that we've been reading in the gospel. And why not ask the Blessed Virgin Mary to help you? And, and he sums it up today. Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. So before you think something, before you say something, before you act... Ask, would I want someone to think this way about me, to say this word to me, or to do this action to me? That's how you know whether an action is good or evil, or a thought is good or evil, or a word is good or evil. Ask, would I want that for myself? And then Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. Those who enter through it are many, how narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life, and those who find are a few. Who would be the narrow gate? Mary's the narrow gate. Go through Mary to Jesus. If you go through Mary, you'll find Jesus. Mary is so selfless that she will always, when you say Mary, she will always say Jesus. That's why in the rosary we say, blessed is the fruit of your womb, And then we add the word 
Jesus. That was actually St. Bernardine of Siena because he, he, he had a great devotion to the holy name of Jesus. And so when we honor Mary's womb, we are honoring Jesus himself. We're acknowledging Jesus on our lips. And so Mary will always lead us to Jesus, this Marian spirituality. And it's, and it's very simple. It's a very childlike spirituality. So you don't need to be a theologian to adopt this Marian spirituality. All you have to do is get a rosary out and start praying it. And Mary will reveal to you the mysteries of how she sees Jesus, of how she sees Jesus with her eyes, of how she knows Jesus, of how she was with Jesus for 30 years. I don't know about you, but I want to go to someone who lived with Jesus for 30 years in her life. I want to go to someone who really knows Jesus. Like people say, do you know Jesus? And I'll say, no, but I know someone who does know Jesus. And that's Mary. That's what you should say. If someone says, do you know Jesus? Say, no, but I know someone who does know Jesus as the Blessed Virgin Mary. And they might get upset and everything. And then you say to them, she lived with him for 30 years. Did you live with Jesus for 30 years on earth? Do you really, do you really know Jesus? Put it back. Do you really know Jesus? So for both of us to get to know Jesus, then we have to go to the mother of God. She will teach us Jesus. So what John Paul II in his encyclical on the rosary called in the school of Mary, that we're all disciples. We're in the school of Mary. Put yourself in the school of Mary. Learn from her. And Mary is a good teacher. She's a good mother. I always tell people this a lot of times in the confessional. I always say, Mary corrects us as she's kissing us. Isn't that great? To be corrected and kissed at the same time. I don't know about you, but I would love to be corrected and kissed at the same time. I need correction, of course. We all need correction. But who wants to be corrected with someone yelling at you and screaming at you and pointing their finger and, you know, and spits coming out of their mouth? Who wants to be corrected by that? But wouldn't you rather be corrected with someone telling you to do better change your life, follow the gospel, follow what Jesus is saying, do whatever he tells you. And she's telling you to change and she's holding you in her arms and she's kissing you at the same time. And she's hugging you and embracing you as a person and loving you as a child. Wouldn't you wanna change then? You would because you know you're loved. Because you know you're loved and you know you can do better. And when you're loved, you want to do something for the one who loves you so much. And that's our mother. She loves us so much that she does want us to change. She does want us to follow Jesus. She shows us that love. But we can't just remain the same. We have to keep following Jesus. We have to keep praying. We have to keep praying the rosary. The rosary is very powerful. The rosary will change us. Keep praying the rosary. And this is why we honor Mary as the mother of God. If we honor Mary as the mother of God, 
God will honor us also. God will help us because we're honoring his own mother whom God exalted from the earth. What a great mystery. What a great... I think I'll spend the next 100 years of my life meditating on that mystery if I live next 100 years. What a great mystery that we have today. Get out your rosary. Meditate on that mystery. As Mary, Mother of God, ask her to help you. Ask her to help you to follow Jesus, to change your heart, and be Christ-like in every way in your life. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.